The 11th day of the 11th month has arrived, and we must remember our veterans today, especially those who may not have made it through this difficult year. The November 11, 2020 edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Report is dedicated to their memory. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is from a supporter who wants you to consider a donation for Monica Johnson, a pro-strong woman who will be competing in a charity powerlifting event on November 21st called Make Every Rep Count. Gregory Carey Medlock is donating 30 cents for every pound that Monica swats to the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank. You can choose between three other charities. Learn more at Shenandoah Power. Sponsors are accepted through November 14th. There are another 1,594 new cases of COVID-19 reported by the Virginia Department of Health this morning. That brings the seven-day average for new daily cases to 1,524. The seven-day average for positive test results remains at 6.2% statewide today. There are another 11 cases in the Blue Ridge Health District reported today, bringing the seven-day average to 26. The percent positivity for the district for PCR tests has increased to 2%, up from 1.8% yesterday. Governor Ralph Northam is asking Virginians to continue to follow health guidelines to stop the spread of COVID-19, but said yesterday at a press conference he is not likely to impose restrictions. We're seeing a rise in cases and in percent positivity, which is now 6.2% statewide, and we're also seeing a rise in our hospitalizations. This is very concerning, especially because it is getting colder. The holidays are approaching, and the temptation to gather with other people is high. Northam said the VDH continues to be concerned about southwest Virginia, where a high number of cases were reported late last week. In Wise County, the seven-day average for new daily cases per 100,000 population is 65.8. That figure is 52 for Washington County, 57.7 for Scott County, and 59.3 for Russell County. For comparison, those numbers are 7.8 for Albemarle and 19 for Charlottesville. Our team has been in communication with health directors in southwest Virginia about the spread in that region. We're focusing on a communications campaign to emphasize the importance of doing the things that we know work, avoiding indoor gatherings, washing our hands, and wearing face coverings. Northam reminded the public that Virginia has a mask mandate in place for indoor spaces. While we are concerned about Southwest Virginia, I want to remind Virginians that we're seeing rising cases in other regions and around our nation as well. The central region of Virginia, for example, is seeing a steady increase in case counts. Thanksgiving is 15 days away, and Northam urged people to remember that the virus spreads more easily indoors. I'm not saying don't celebrate Thanksgiving. But if you're planning to gather with people outside of your household, think about ways to do it more safely. Consider how the space is ventilated, or think about ways to have gatherings outdoors. I'll have more from this press conference in the next installment of the Charlottesville Quarantine Report. A petition created to demand changes to the physical character of Fifth Street in Charlottesville now has over 1,300 signatures. Binta Rose's son, Ramin Rose, died following a motorcycle crash on August 30th. 
Fifth Street is a four-lane divided highway between Ridge Street and Interstate 64, but more residential streets have been added in recent years, as well as more apartments and buildings. The petition reads, When exiting from Bailey Road, Brookwood, Cleveland Avenue, or Fifth Street Station, oncoming traffic is going entirely too fast. Too many families in the last year have lost loved ones to crashes on Fifth Street. The petition calls for the speed limit to be lowered, mandatory high fines for speeding, and traffic calming measures in the corridor. There are several ongoing and recent projects and studies in the area, including a smart-scale-funded improvement for the intersection of 5th Street, Ridge Street, Cherry Avenue, and Elliott Avenue. However, that $6.1 million project is not expected to begin design until January of 24, according to an email from Jeanette Janacek with the city. In 2018, the city completed work on a corridor study for the 5th Street Ridge McIntyre area. A task force that reviews the city's community development block grant process is currently investigating potential projects that might come through that funding. City Planning Commissioner Tanaya Dowell is on that task force. She said she is hopeful for coordination between all of these studies and more. A couple of things that we wanted to take into place before we move forward and Aaron is going to be reporting back to us is how the Elliott Streetscape Plan, the SIA, the Old Ridge Street Plan and the Smart Scale Fifth Street Plan will be able to be tied in with the recommendations of the task force so that way we're not duplicating um, efforts. Last night, the Charlottesville City Council and the Charlottesville Planning Commission met in a joint session to discuss an affordable housing plan that's been crafted as part of the Seville Plans Together initiative. Today at 6 p.m., the consultants working on the project will hold the first of several webinars intended to get public input. Missy Creasy is the Assistant Director of the Department of Neighborhood Development Services. We've all been working on this for for quite a while and this is the the draft that is out there for comments we're looking forward to hearing what the community has to say about this you know we hired um the consultant team who does this day in and day out and they're providing recommendations that they feel would be helpful to the community among those recommendations is a commitment to spend 10 million dollars in city funds on affordable housing for each of the next 10 years Another is to collaborate with communities throughout the area. That concept has the support of Planning Commission Chair Hosea Mitchell. The urban ring is where we're going to be able to most effectively address this problem. Um, We cannot do it just inside Charlottesville, so collaboration is going to be very important. Tomorrow, the Central Virginia Regional Housing Partnership will unveil an online search tool for affordable housing at a meeting that begins at noon. More on that tomorrow. I will be writing up a full account of the Seville Plans Together discussion from last night in a standalone story. Comments will be taken through December 2nd. At the end of the meeting, Commissioner Rory Stolzenberg made a pitch to his colleagues to push for a rezoning for the land on which a future municipal parking garage will be built. In January 2017, a previous council paid $2.85 million to buy land that currently houses a Lucky 7 convenience store and a Guadalajara restaurant. The plan is to build a parking garage to serve a joint general district court with Albemarle County. My primary ask and what I had intended to initiate as a commissioner tonight uh, would be for council to initiate uh, a rezoning to downtown extended Doing so would allow for additional floors to allow for the structure to be more than just a parking garage. 
A request for proposals to design and build the garage has not yet been issued, and Stolzenberg said he did not want the possibility to go away. City Council will hold a work session Thursday on the capital budget for next year. An interim city attorney, Lisa Robertson, said the elected officials will have to weigh in. The current year's capital improvement program allocated $2 million to the parking structure and anticipates an additional $8 million will be allocated next year. It's going to be a financial decision, and I have not talked to staff about whether it's possible. It sounds like there's a a good consensus that people would like to see more done with this property, Um, and I think you need to... um, um, you know, you've made council aware of, you know, again, of your strong feelings. The commission made a motion to request the rezoning. Councilors were present for the discussion. You can hear the whole 40 minutes of the conversation on my SoundCloud page. There's a link in the newsletter. There's no meetings today, but let's preview something that's happening on Friday. The newest school at the University of Virginia is the School of Data Science, which was created after a gift of $120 million to the university from the Quantitative Foundation, associated with Jaffrey Woodruff. The school will be eventually located on Ivy Road in the Emmett-Ivy Corridor. On Friday, the school will hold a half-day conference called Data Palooza, which includes two keynote speakers and panel discussions on the role that data science can play in solving community problems. Danielle D'Andrea is the communications manager for the School of Data Science. You know, data science still is happening not only at the school, but everywhere across UVA. And the conference started just to highlight the work that everyone was doing. Um, Data science happens across uh, discipline, across it lives in all of the schools. So um, the conference started as a way to highlight all all of the great work that students, faculty, staff were, were completing. DeAndrea said the free conference will be virtual, which will allow for an unlimited number of viewers, as opposed to being limited to the 300 who can show up in person. The first keynote speech is on the positive impact of data science on emerging and re-emerging disease, COVID-19. The speaker is John J. McGowan. He's the deputy director for science management. Um, He works at the NIH, specifically at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. A panel discussion called Data Science That Works With and For Our Communities will include presentations on the Charlottesville Housing Hub, Improving Open Data, and the Center for Civic Innovation. What that panel will be talking about is just how we can use data to better inform community and community work and how we can partner as data activists to make things more open, more accessible, what we can do to really move community work forward. Um, so I am really excited to see that panel happen. Visit the Data Palooza website to learn more, and we'll have more of a preview in tomorrow's program. And that's it for this edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. If you have enjoyed this program, please consider sending it on to somebody who you think might be interested in listening to it. This, as I said, this is Veterans Day, and this is a day to think about those that uh, are no longer with us, especially those who served our country and the service of those who served other countries as well. 
I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. In the meantime, stay dry and stay safe.